What's your mom? A working mom. And what did she write? The working the mom. The working mom blueprint. blueprint. And what should they do? Go buy, buy it today. The Working Mom Blueprint is now available wherever books are sold. Go grab it for yourself, for a friend, for a sister, for a colleague, so we can help working moms, all moms, to thrive, not just survive on their motherhood journey. Mm Welcome to the Modern Mommy Dog Podcast. I'm Dr. Whitney Caceres. I'm a full-time pediatrician and a full-time modern mom. I speak and write about equipping mamas to raise resilient, healthy children and to invest in their own social-emotional health along the way. Each week, we'll give you the practical tools you need to win at parenting without losing yourself. This episode is all about how to show up for yourself and advocate for yourself in the workplace. And it's an important topic to me because I am a working mom, just like all of you. And I am the CEO and founder of Modern Mommy Doc, where I support other moms on their working mom journeys. But I also work in a pediatrics clinic with other pediatricians in a group. And in that capacity, I am an employee and I'm also an owning founder and an owning partner. Uh, So I own the business along with my partners and I'm on the executive leadership group there. So I kind of have these two hats that I wear in the workplace, one as an independent entrepreneur with you all, and then also in a more traditional setting. And so I really understand kind of the nuances of what it's like to work within a larger group organization and what it's like when you're on your own and you don't have quite so many of those limitations. And the reason I say that is because I think that when we talk about working moms and like finding a way for themselves and making a life for themselves, I think sometimes we kind of forget one group or the other, you know, like If you're talking to entrepreneurial moms that you might be saying like, go for your dreams, do your thing, set up your day in this way, and that works really well for them. But then when you're talking to a mom maybe who's working for a corporation or working in a larger group setting like I am, I just know that sometimes there are limitations to schedules that make it so that there's less flexibility, that you don't have as much decision-making power. And so... I wanted to make sure that I recorded an episode that was for those moms, for those moms who are in the actual workplace that have a boss that have to show up at work at a certain time and that don't get to always choose all of the parameters of work for themselves, that some of them are dictated by somebody else. And so a couple things in terms of advocating for yourself. And some of these I think are going to surprise you. The first one is not, right? Like the first one is finding a network of other women 
who work alongside you, who can join forces with you to affect policy change and culture change within your organization. To me, that's a no-brainer. If you work in a corporation that has an employee resource group or a working women's network or a working mom's network, you need to be part of that so that your voice is heard and so that your experience is understood. And so that if you have needs that are unmet by the corporation, that they're not meeting your needs or by the business, that then you have a chance to provide feedback in a safe environment alongside hopefully an army of other working moms who are along with you. And if you're not part of that, I would totally encourage you to be. Because I am a huge fan and I have lots of friends who are in the working mom world, like Denise Hamilton, who works for Watch Her Work. She's the founder there. Mary Beth Ferrante, who works for Work360. She's the founder of that organization. We've had both of them on the podcast. And they both talk about within organizations, what are things that employers need to be thinking about? How can we educate employers on our very unique unique needs as parents. I remember when I was a pediatrician before I had kids, and I remember there being kind of this dividing line between those of us who had kids and those who didn't, and that the people who didn't have kids, that we kind of looked on those who had kids and said, hey, like we should all be treated equally. There's nothing that's different about working moms. And once I became a mom, I realized, holy smokes, I had totally missed the boat. I sucked before I was a working mom because I didn't understand the struggle. And it's totally unique. And yes, every single person that works within a group should be treated with equity, but not every single person is exactly the same. Like, hello, not every single person like pushed a child out of their vagina or had their stomach cut open so that a child could be retrieved from their uterus and then had to recover for six to eight weeks. And then if they were breastfeeding, was trying to struggle with that and had sleepless nights, like it's just different. And if you're a mom, you know that too. And so having a group of women with you, if you're at an organization, if you're lucky enough to be at an organization that has an ERG, is really, really important. And then of course, it's super important that that ERG is looking for what are innovative ways that they can help women to then live their best lives and have the support that they need. So like, you know, small plug for the Modern Mamas Club, right? But that really is important. And that's part of why we have our our group is because we're not necessarily like the culture change people and the policy change people, but we are walking alongside those organizations and we're providing more of the individual work that moms can do to make sure that they're just showing up in general in their lives. Okay, so number one is a network at work. Alongside that though, is a network of other moms who are your friends who get it. This cannot be underestimated because if you are a working mom and you're only friends with stay-at-home moms, Lord love them, but they just have different challenges than you do, right? They're not going to fully understand the challenges that you have. If you are a working mom and you only have friends who aren't really trying to like kill it in their careers, they don't really like care that much about being successful at their jobs. Those are fine friends to have, but they're not like your people. And so when you share 
your challenges with those people, it's not going to be with the same amount of resonance that you guys have conversations and you're not going to be able to really empathize with each other and you're not probably going to get the support that you need. And so it's so critical to have people around you that are also working moms if they can work in the same field as you, amazing. If they work in other fields than you, but they just have great ideas, that's amazing too. But we all need those people in our lives. And then let me be like fierce advocate for you, Whitney, Dr. Whitney right now about who you don't need in your life, because I think that's equally important to who you need in your life. You do not need people in your life who are in your close inner circle, who are haters. Like we all have haters in our lives. I totally have people in my life who are acquaintances who might say like, I can't believe you work so much or are you sure that you're not like damaging your kids by working like that? Or they make little snippy comments or whatever. And most of those people are people that I have to have in my life because they're family or because they're like friends of my husband's who have been around for a long time. But those people, the amount of time and attention that I give to them is like a one out of a hundred. Because I don't have time for that BS. Like in my life, I need people who are supportive. I don't need them to agree with me a hundred percent. I don't need like homogeny, right? We don't all need it to be that every single person is our clone in life, but I cannot handle the haters, I can't let them get in my head. I have to make it that they're a very, 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 very small piece of my pie in terms of the energy that I'm putting out, in terms of the investments that I'm making in terms of friendships with them. Because I know that's only going to drag me down and make me question my choices. And I want to be questioned by people that I respect and the people that have my best interest in mind. And I think that's probably the differentiating point here, right? Like it's cool if people just have like a different life than you, but they're totally supportive of you and you know they like, they got your back. But if these people are just constantly criticizing you, you always feel smaller when you're around them. Those are not your people. And I guarantee you, mama, that the minute that you release those people from your life and release the death grip that they have on your subconscious, your mom guilt will decrease, your productivity and badassness in the workplace will increase, and your ability to be a mom at like a superior level when you're with your children will increase 100-fold. You know how like in high school you could join different clubs depending on your interests or things people were into? I wasn't really that much of a club person when I was younger, but these days it feels like having a tribe of other working moms around me is so, so valuable. And it's hard to do in real life because we're all scattered and busy and have our separate lives. We have designed the Modern Mamas Club to be that club, that tribe, that support network for you. And we didn't want it just to be about what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome professional or what are the ways we can help you to be an awesome mom, but also what are the ways we can help you to remember who you are as an individual person. Voila, welcome. The Modern Mamas Club is on the scene. 
It's a community of mamas to support you, 24 access to our video library, live events, workshops, hangouts, relatable mom rooms and discussions, and a resource library and recommendations from yours truly, Dr. Whitney. Go check it out at modernmommydoc.com. Okay, so number one is network. Number two is parenting out loud. This is from Mary Beth Ferrante. She talks about this idea of especially, please, 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 if you are in a senior leadership position of any type, if you're a manager of any type, you are talking about your life just as a human, that you bring some level of vulnerability and authenticity to the office. If we ever want to move beyond this lean in mentality of like, we have to just play like the boys. We have to act like the boys. We can't act like we have emotions. We can't act like we miss our kids. We can't act like we have kids dentist appointments to go to. We can't talk about our breastfeeding that we're doing and our pumping at the office. We better hide that milk in the refrigerator. Don't label it. Put it in like a little nondescript paper bag so other people don't see it. If we want to change that culture, we have to be out loud and proud about the people that we are. And that includes the fact that we are parents. Now, I mean, this is true even if you're not a parent, right? Like, This is true for people of color. This is true for people of different sexual orientations. This is true for people who love bike riding. Like whatever is your thing that makes you and creates your identity, you have to own it. And the thing is the little ones, the girls, the little junior partners and junior people, the assistants who are coming in, it's their first job. Those women, I know it's hard. I know in the first couple of years it's hard. And so that's why I'm trying to put a bit more of the pressure on you all, on me as senior leaders, as managers. I'm the site lead in my office. I'm, like I said, on the executive committee. I've said this in other episodes in my work. So I'm one of five to six people who makes all the major decisions in my organization. I have to bring with me the lens of what's good for my company and then also what is good for moms, right? My identity as a mom does not go away the minute I step in to my office. In fact, for me, my identity as a mom gets stronger. And I will say that with my patients for a long time, my pediatric patients and their parents, I tried to hold back the fact that being a mom was really part of my identity. And maybe I wouldn't share my stories or you know, share my opinion or have camaraderie as much because I didn't want to like cross a weird line. The minute that I dropped that, of course, with professionalism, but the minute that I dropped that and started being a fellow mom alongside the other moms that I was seeing, that's when my special gift for the things that I do with moms, with reaching them with grace and helping them to see how amazing they are and helping them to lift out of this idea that they have to just like kind of make it through and like be hot messes like all day long, that there can be more. That's when that happened. 
That's when the movement happened is when I started being myself, owning that and really showing up. So that's parenting out loud. Next, and you'll notice none of this so far has been what your organization needs to do for you, for you to have a positive experience or an experience that feels like there's advocacy in the workplace, right? There are those factors. Like I said, all the ERGs, all the policymakers out there and like, Lord love them. I believe in them, but I want to talk about the things you can do. You can build a network. You can parent out loud. Number three, you can set boundaries. Again, hard to do when you're first starting out, but if you're in any position of leadership or middle management, or you've been there a couple years, when I started saying to my partners, no, I cannot take on the committee of the social gatherings. No. My talents are not best served ordering cake for the birthday party for the you know celebration for one of the other partners here. No, I actually can't write that blog unless you're going to pay me extra for doing that in our organization. The minute I started doing that and knowing my value, the minute I got more respect, the minute I was able to actually dig in and give to the places within my organization that only I can give to. That my talents, and one thing that I am really big on and kind of known for within my organization is being pretty visionary and being really relational. So the talent and the skill that I brought when I let go of doing all of these menial tasks or saying yes to committees because people wanted me to be on them, not because I would actually be serving anybody with a specific talent or skill, the more that I was able to actually give more to these other pieces that made a much huger difference for my organization. Whenever you say no to something, Because you're saying yes to something bigger and greater and more meaningful and more powerful, that is where the magic lies. If you guys have not heard about our Centered Vision or the Centered Life Blueprint, if you're not part of the Modern Mamas Club, go check that out because we talk about what is the vision for your life? Where are the places where you really want to spend your time and your energy? and give your attention. And for me, the number one thing in my professional life is contribution to other women and kind of this visionary lens that I bring. And so whenever I'm making a decision between a commitment, between a committee, between an extracurricular activity for my kids, for anything that I'm setting boundaries on, I'm always thinking about it with that in mind. Does this align with that priority to contribute to women and to lift them up? If not, it's a no for me. And it should be for you too. If there are requests on your time that are unpaid and that ask you to step out of alignment with yourself, it has to be a no. If you ever want to say yes and make space for the things that you absolutely are passionate about in your life. That was four. I think it was four. I didn't number my notes. So I think that was four. Yes, four. Okay. And then the fifth, the last, 
is showing up for yourself at home and when you are by yourself. So we had an entire session on automation and delegation and how do you give responsibilities to others in your life. But what I want to say is if you want to garner respect in the workplace, if you want to be taken seriously, if you want to stand in solidarity with other women and you want to stand in alignment with your values, with your principles, with your priorities, if you want to be able to say no to all the contaminators that are at work often, to all the time sucks, to all the meetings that don't matter, that shouldn't need to involve you, that are completely inefficient, you have to start doing the same thing in the rest of your life. Your employer is actually not responsible for your happiness. Your employer is responsible for making sure that they treat you with respect, that they treat you with equity, that they are fair, that they're kind, that they're humanitarians, but they are not responsible for your overall happiness in life. The vast majority of us choose in one way, shape, or another where we work, what our careers are. And I know because I've been there firsthand that there have been moments in my career where I have felt completely stuck and where I would have said, absolutely not. I'm not in control. I have to work because I have so many student loans. I have $250,000 in student loans. I have to work. If I don't keep being a doctor and keep working four days a week, plus all the weekends, plus all the call nights, I'll never make it. I'll have to sell my house. I won't be able to survive. When I flipped the script on that and said, what do I want to be happy? What do I want my life to look like? What are the things that matter most to me? And part of that was this bigger contribution to other women. And I decided, okay, then I need to take time away from my clinical practice so that I can invest time and resources and money into that. I found all of a sudden, like, wow, I'm happier just in general in life because I'm just doing the job that actually is more in alignment with who I am meant to be, with my specific calling that is on my life, with like the God-given purpose that I believe that I have and that I believe you have too. I believe you absolutely have a God-given gift and talent and purpose and reason you were put on this earth. And the only way that I was able to identify that and really own that and accept that was when I started just in small ways showing up for myself, saying, I am going to take care of myself. I deserve to feel rested. I deserve to not feel anxious all the time. I deserve to have an hour by myself to read a book every once in a while. I deserve to move my body every single day. And when I started taking up space for myself, when I was by myself and had choices with my kids by asking them to take on more responsibility within our house, with my husband in our relationship and the way that I spoke to my husband and what I requested of him and told him, these are my needs. I started learning how to do that. And it was so hard. And took the help of others, of therapists, of coaches, of other experts, right? 
But once I started showing up for myself in my own individual personal life and on my personal journey, I didn't need my work to be taking care of me quite so much. I didn't need them to understand me. I didn't need them to fully get my struggle. Like I was able to separate it out to say, you might always be kind of like this and that will be okay with me because I am every single day, every single moment, really choosing myself every single time. That's what I want to leave you with today. You are not in control of all the things that happen in your workplace, though I want those to change so desperately if they're not in alignment with being equitable and advocating for you. You are not in charge of everything that happens in your life in general, of the chaos that comes, but you are responsible for the choices that you make. You are responsible for showing up for yourself, for deciding that you have enough worth in the world to care for yourself, to be taken care of in a way that only you can do, Mama. Hey mama, if you want more of the Modern Mommy Doc podcast, make sure that you click subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. We'd also be so honored if you shared with your friends and on social media with the hashtag Modern Mommy Doc. If you share about something that inspired you or that you learned from the podcast, we'll be sure to share it on our social media as well. Thanks for listening.